0: This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio.
1: Hello and welcome to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. My name is Herodotos and this podcast exists to help you find stillness in all aspects of your life in finance, in health, in mindset, and in your relationships. I created this business because I believe that if you can develop the ability to find stillness in your mind, you will learn to create harmony in all aspects of your life. Find us at Stillness Every Day on social media or stillnesseveryday.com. A lot of people ask me how they can get started with meditating. Now, my first experience with meditation was at a Vipassana retreat, which is 10 days in silence. But I understand this isn't practical for most people. That's why we created the Stillness Everyday Journal. This journal has a range of prompts, which allow you to not only create your day, but reflect on your day at the end of it. The journal also has a range of audible meditations, which are perfect for beginners. Check out stillnesseveryday.com. All right, welcome back to the Stillness Everyday Podcast today. I've got Alicia on from Mindfully Holistic. Alicia is a nutritionist, and we're going to talk today about plastics, obesity, hormones, and periods. Welcome to the podcast, Alicia. Why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll get started.
0: So my name's Alicia. (laughs) Um, I am a clinical nutritionist. I specialize in nervous system ailments, so mental health, cognition, memory, mood, behavior. Yeah, super passionate about educating people around how their environment, stress and food impacts their life.
1: Well, let's get started. I've got this um, question because you always see it everywhere, BPA-free, so you want to start by telling us what BPA is?
0: Okay, so BPA stands for bisphenol A, and it's a chemical that disrupts our hormones, so we generally call them endocrine-disrupting chemicals, and our endocrine system controls all of our hormones, so our pineal gland- Thyroid, parathyroid, and our testicles and ovaries. So it either blocks or alters the way that hormones function in our body. And hormones contribute to, obviously, fertility and the way that in females our menstrual cycles flow and then in males how like endocrine-disrupting chemicals can affect fertility, sperm quality, sperm function. BPA, particularly is found in plastics and, like, tin foods, like your tin tomatoes, legumes, all that stuff, and on receipts.
1: So what's the problem with receipts? Because when you d- you're you just touching it?
0: Yeah, so that's the thing. It's just BPA is on the linings of things, so it's on the lining of receipts, and when you touch it, our skin, being our biggest organ, absorbs those endocrine-disrupting chemicals and therefore yeah. uh, messes with your hormones.
1: So we can't consume anything out of plastic with bpa in it nor can we touch it ideally yeah so we should just have no plastic near us
0: yeah and so the problem with products that are labeled bpa free so we tend to see cans now that are like oh bpa free and but this doesn't actually mean anything because this is marketing to um just sneaky marketing essentially like anything else so um manufacturers have created other chemicals called BPS and BPF and they don't have to state if they've then replaced BPA with those chemicals that are equally disrupting to our hormones in our body. Right. So they can say, Oh, it's BPA free, but they've still put BPS and BPF in it.
1: Right. And what's BPS and what's BPF stand for?
0: Bisphenol F and bisphenol S. Alright. Ah, yeah.
1: So the they do the exact same thing to the body yeah. as BPA.
0: They just have less research because they've obviously just manufactured them to be replacements for them. right? But yeah, we're finding that they have the exact same endocrine-disrupting functions.
1: Can you elaborate more on endocrine-disruptive?
0: Mm-hmm. So our endocrine system, as I just explained, is... All the organs that I just said pineal gland pituitary gland, thyroid parathyroid, our adrenal glands, testes and ovaries um, and anything that so endocrine meaning all of those organs and then disrupting meaning it either alters or blocks their function from
1: right occurring so what are some what are like some diseases that could arise
0: mm-hmm so. <laughs> there's so many it's so <laughs> it can just directly cause inflammation of any of these organs but then the most common one we see is obesity mm-hmm. um, because obesity is a hormone driven condition we need hormones like leptin and ghrelin which are basically our hunger cues so ghrelin Signaling our body to like tell us when we're hungry, and leptin being like, okay, we're full, we haven't had enough. But when we have these chemicals circulating in our system, endocrine disrupting chemicals, it shuts off these. So our body is confused. And that's when we then eat, and our body goes, well, we're not full, we're not satisfied, it's confused because these receptors are being blocked or it's altering the way that they function.
1: Right. So that then would lead to binge eating and that sort of thing?
0: Yes, it can like endocrine organs being part of our brain as well and because our gut and our brain are so intri- intricately connected it shuts off those signals in our brain as well as you just touched on mm. how it would relate to binge eating because our brain doesn't send the signals back to our gut to say okay we're satisfied we're full
1: right so this can just happen just from holding receipts
0: um with edc's it's a cumulative effect over time so it's just like reducing our exposure when we can but Mm. in today's society like if we're not careful it's like okay we touch a receipt there we drink out of a plastic water bottle there we like put a tin of chickpeas in our dinner it's like all these little things that we forget about
1: so what are the most common things Mm -hmm. what are the most common things that have plastic that we don't realize have plastic
0: Ooh, good question. I feel like one that a lot of people forget about is, like, cosmetics and laundry products, dishwashing liquids, everything like that.
1: The actual liquid themselves? Mm-hmm. Have plastic in them?
0: Yeah, they have little microplastics or, like, in the lining of their um, packaging as well, they may have um, these chemicals in them.
1: Right. Coffee
0: cups? Yeah.
1: Right, so what about the one, the biodegradable ones that... Are they biodegradable plastic, and it's still plastic? I'm not sure. Right. Um, t-shirts, polyester t-shirts.
0: Yeah, so polyester being um, a source of plastic as well. So, and again, our skin being our biggest organ absorbs mm. that and contributes again.
1: So, if you're wearing a t-shirt all the time, your body's just so you're washing you're washing yourself with plastic. Plastic. You're, you're wearing, wearing plastic all the time. Yeah. Um, I guess plastic toothbrush. Yep. Right.
0: Probably like, and then if you get like Colgate, you've got plastic in that as well.
1: It's plastic in Colgate.
0: Mm-hmm. There's little either microplastics or there's like. Why would they be? Mi- why would
1: they put microplastics in the toothpaste?
0: It's honestly, it's generally from the production line. It's just like right. clean, like mass production things that just right. get popped in there, and it's from all these. Um, like if you read the ingredients of Colgate, you'd be like, I can't Understand. identify a single one. Yeah. So it's more that the chemicals that are in them that then disrupt our hormones and then.
1: Right. So what a microplastic you can't really see it because it's so small. You
0: can't see it at all. No.
1: Right, and it's just the deterioration of the all the plastic. True. Yes. So when they say that fish has microplastics, because mm-hmm. the fish are slowly nibbling it little plastics are and-
0: throwing in the ocean yeah right. it's cuz we've never had more pollution in the ocean <laughs> microplastics separate from like endocrine disrupting chemicals themselves like bpa mm. but microplastics within our body cuz people are like oh yeah like plastic circulating my bloodstream why is that a problem it causes inflammation cuz cause obviously it's a foreign substance to our body mm. but also microplastics themselves bind to heavy metals so like mercury Um, Aluminium, those heavy metals that we definitely don't want circulating out of body As well as microplastics binding to endocrine-disrupting chemicals
1: So they bind to the chemicals and don't let them come out of your body?
0: Yes right. And yeah, that's another thing They alter our detoxification pathways So our major detox pathways being breathing, sweating I'm trying to think of a better word than, like, weeing and pooing. Um, But, yeah, they're our main detoxification pathways. And it not only inhibits this, but we've never seen less physical activity in our society. I feel like most of my patients have constipation and then they're drinking coffee because they just run on stress. So then that dehydrates their body further. They're not urinating as much. It's just... Mm. Everything is just being held inside.
1: But a coffee makes me go to the toilet.
0: Yeah, but it is... Like, what you are urinating is... Like, it's yellow, it's dehydrated urine. You're, you're right. just...
1: It, I mean, it makes me go to, the, to do shit. And <laughs> doesn't make me go piss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, that doesn't happen to everyone, though. Because, yeah, like... It'll make you poop, <laughs> but then your body becomes reliant on coffee, and then people can't, can't poo without a coffee. And then it's like, okay, that's a problem.
1: Okay. And can you, so if there's microplastics going through your system, how could you get rid of them? Can you sweat them out through exercise or? You sauna? can,
0: but ideally it's about cutting it off at the source. You don't right. want them there. Originally, it's like saying, but how do I cure type 2 diabetes? It's like, don't. Get it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: if I have, like, say I'm transitioning, like I've just become conscious of what I'm eating, what mm-hmm. I'm consuming, and I then want to kind of cleanse myself, yep. you know, is, uh, is saunas, would that help? or?
0: Yeah, definitely. Saunas can be a great form of detoxification, as in yep. upregulating sweating. Mm. Yeah, but ways that we can avoid them are... It's like investing in either a glass or stainless steel water bottle instead of relying on plastic water bottles. If you do have like legumes and beans and stuff, just cook them from scratch. It's not that hard. Oh yeah. Instead and of tin. Instead of tinned. Um, what so about
1: so the plastic, like dried dried ones in plastic? You know, mm. like it's lo- a, um, lentils or something.
0: Yeah, ideally, like buy in bulk when yep. you can. I feel it's cheaper. It's mm. yeah better for the environment.
1: If someone comes to you wanting to lose weight, mm-hmm. obviously food isn't the only thing they've got to think about.
0: Absolutely. My premise is holistic and to my name, Mindfully Holistic. I take like a whole body and whole systems approach. So my patients always go away with dietary, lifestyle, and supplement, if necessary, protocol. So you can't just like focus on yes diet makes up a lot of what we do consume and um what is going to benefit them but then if you don't complement that with at least like 20 to 30 percent lifestyle then do you know what i mean like you can eat as well as you can but if you're just running on stress and chronically stressed then Mm. your body's not only not going to absorb anything to make things happen but you're just creating havoc in your body it's just going to be in a chronic state Of inflammation and nothing is going to flourish from that state.
1: So like someone who exercises all the time but eats Mm. poorly. Mm. It's the same kind of thing.
0: You can't out-exercise a bad diet ever. You can say, like the calories in, calories out kind of argument.
1: What about those people who, so what about the people who have like just eat shit diets but are in looking like good physical shape?
0: I'd wonder would it come
1: to an end or would it just be that they're having a calorie deficit or
0: it's yeah they're having a calorie deficit but it's like you see these people on social media that have like super defined bodies and lean mo- like i used to be one of these people that was on social media was quite skinny and people would always compliment my body type it's like okay but behind closed doors like i wouldn't go to the bathroom for like two to three days my hair was falling out i was like my skin was dry i like was so anxious and like so low it's just like none of that Mm. is like i'd I'd lost my period for so long especially for women having such low body fat is not inducive of health so having like
1: abs isn't healthy
0: not for women no
1: not what about for men like shredded abs
0: It depends. Like, that's the way testosterone works, is that it contributes to you guys having more lean muscle mass. So you're going to look more lean than a female. Coming back to, like, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, now, like, men in society who are just having, like, packets of chips and just all these different chemicals and just feeding themselves garbage, that decreases their testosterone and increases their estrogen. So then they have, like, man boobs and... And what else? (laughs) Low testosterone, so like poor sperm quality, they're probably infertile.
1: There's something about the fertility rate is going to be at zero in like 2050 or something.
0: Mm, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Is that because of everything we just spoke about?
0: Mm, Everything we just spoke about. And then, yeah, obviously our disconnection with nature, our, I feel like, relationships have never been more dysfunctional yeah what we are consuming and on on every level like consuming internally but also consuming externally and being stressed like if you are chronically stressed you are not going to get pregnant
1: so if you were preparing someone to get pregnant what's some tips you would give them
0: (laughs) kind of just everything we spoke about i am a big believer that the child chooses you so Energetically, as well. If you're not ready, the child will not come. And yeah, I think definitely for a woman, if you have like body dysmorphia, or you're talking negatively about yourself and you're not then, I guess, producing or creating that beautiful environment for that bub to be nurtured into as well. So it's about. Oh, I feel like it comes back to women having a supportive community around them as well.
1: So health health-wise uh, you would they would obviously cut out all the rubbish.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: For a period of time. I mean obviously ideally you want to just give it up, but
0: Yeah, 6 months like minimum to kind of get people on track before they start right. actually trying to conceive. Yeah, right. Both, and it has to be the man and the woman, not just the woman yep. doing everything. <laughs>
1: And what's the go with endo? Is that linked to infertility in women?
0: Mm -hmm. So endometriosis is, it can cause infertility much like any other female hormone condition like PCOS, endometriosis, hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, We can speak about all those in more detail, but specifically with endometriosis, that is an oestrogen-dominant condition, meaning there is too much oestrogen circulating in the woman's system. It's characterised by... So within our uterus, on our uterine wall, it's when cells from the inside walls of the uterus start growing outside of the uterus, so typically on our pelvis. So that then causes extreme pain because when we do then have our period and our endometrial lining is stimulated that stimulates the endometrial cells everywhere else like it could be um yeah on our pelvis but it can go anywhere up to your lungs or anywhere else as well it just spreads like when we're treating it we focus on detoxifying the body from that excess estrogen like we just want to bring it back to a normal estrogen and as we just spoke about like not exercising so like not sweating women who are like chronically constipated i tend to see then excess estrogen recirculating in their body because they're not getting it out of their system yeah but all these like plastics and heavy metals contribute to inflammation which then contributes further to the endometrium being inflamed and then Mm. causing endometriosis
1: so as a woman how would you know that you have that is it when you've got a painful period is that right so a sign of the it?
0: signs of endometriosis are like very it's abnormal bleeding so it can be either very heavy or very light hmm. um, extreme pain excruciating pain which pain with periods is not normal It is common, like most women tend to have it now in today's society, but it is definitely not normal. It's not something that we should normalise or like you should be having painless periods like all throughout your cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, So pain's a huge one, um, but the biggest red flag for me that I'm like, oh, it might be endo is pain during sex especially like deep penetrative sex because it's then like hitting the cervix where potentially um that uterine tissue is being then hit and inflamed
1: right back to the painful period i've mm. i don't know where i saw it It was an ad on facebook or something mm-hmm. and it said painful periods are normal um it's okay or something why do you think <laughs> that'd <there'd> be <laughs> why do you think that would be that propaganda would be going out to if it's not true
0: like and that's like so many other Things in study, like we were talking about the other day how the parameters for sperm quality have decreased to make men feel like, oh, I'm within normal range. It's like, no, they've just bought the markers down because mm. no one is actually meeting the high standard that we need for optimal fertility. Same with blood pressure. it Normal blood pressure used to be 110 over 70 and now they've brought it up to 120 over 80 as normal. Mm. But it's like, no one's even getting to that. and No so one's same, getting to that. As in like it's I, I, yeah, I don't see many people around, like with a healthy blood pressure right. anymore. Yeah, and that's the same with painful heavy periods. It's making women feel like, oh, it's fine, it's normal,
1: right? Rather than dealing with it. Yeah. Why? Because dealing with it means that there's less profit. Do you reckon? Like, is there? Do absolutely. they sell phar- the pharmaceutical industry sell drugs for endometriosis or pa- painful periods or
0: not endo? But I think they definitely sell things for painful periods. Absolutely. Like all painkillers. Profit off you being in pain. Mm, that's true. There's a. Oh, I'm trying to think of the acronym for it now. But it basically stimulates the muscles in your um, ovaries to contract so that the pain decreases. But mm. it's I think it's a TNS machine. Um, but you basically like stick it on. But there's just like so many. That's just like one example. But there's so many products now that profit off you having, having a pain period, period pain or yeah pain yeah, in general.
1: Right. I was just going to ask something about. Pads, tampons, and cups. Is there pros and cons of each? Is there pros and is there any pros on some of them? Are they all cons?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think tampons are definitely the worst thing you can probably do. I know that they are like now coming out with like 100% cotton tampons, but again, most tampons have like a plastic lining over them more just because like it's easier to insert. Like if you've ever tried like a 100% cotton tampon, it's like harder to get up, might be a bit more painful. So regular tampons just have like a really light plastic coating over them. Mm -hmm. So coming back to endo, regular tampon use can be a contributor to endometriosis because when you put a tampon up your vagina, then it causes what's called retrograde menstruation, which means it goes the wrong way. It's not coming out of your vagina, it's going up. So that blood and that because during your period, it's like sloughing off the walls of your uterus, and that's the bleed. So it's going up, or like up your fallopian tubes into your uterus, and then those little fragments that should have been coming out are now going up, and then they're growing, those cells are growing outside of your uterus.
1: Yeah. So the that's pad, on tampons. So pad would be better because it bleeds would be onto... be a better
0: option for um, people who don't want to use, or like don't want to insert something. If you're fine with inserting things, I would go with a menstrual cup. Uh, menstrual cups are usually made from silicon which is like a sand or like it's silica which is made from yeah Yeah. sand or natural elements Mm -hmm. but yeah and that still just allows you to like bleed into the cup and then you just empty it it's Mm -hmm. not like pushing it back in um but yeah if otherwise if you don't feel comfortable with something inside your vagina yeah a pad they do have cotton pads but again Like, we're progressing beautifully now where we have, like, period underwear, which are made from, like, 100% bamboo or cotton. Um, You can also get cotton pads now, um, reusable pads, or you can just free bleed.
1: (laughs) So, and what about the pill? I'm sure there's a million reasons why you shouldn't be on the pill, but give me a couple. A couple? (laughs) The main ones, your main concern.
0: My main concern is that you're not having a period so I feel like this is a common misconception with the pill so you have like I'm pretty sure it's like a 28 day pill packet Mm. and then you have three to five days on that that are just sugar pills. So sugar meaning like it's literally just sugar and you're just taking it for the sake of routine, like taking it because you have to take the pill at the exact same time every single day Mm. and you're just having what's called a withdrawal bleed. You're not having a period. You are having withdrawals from the pill. When I was like 16, 17 and I should have lost my period, like I ended up in hospital um from anorexia they were like how are you still having your period and at that time i had no idea i was like oh like i'm on the pills i'm just having my period and they were like no 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 like you're just having a withdrawal bleed but you're shutting off like that innate beautiful menstrual cycle that you're shutting off ovulation you're shutting off your menstrual cycle and just like the whole like fluctuation of hormones so like the rise in estrogen, the rise in progesterone, like all these things, it's just like you are flatlining throughout your entire period. Oh, throughout your entire cycle, sorry.
1: Doesn't sound healthy?
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, and the pill super interestingly changes our brain neurochemistry. So there's really interesting research now about how it lowers women's standards for men. So when women are on the pill, they will tend to go with men that if they then come off the pill, then they're like, Mm. oh my gosh, why am I with this male?
1: I could come up with so many conspiracies with that.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I've brought in a, I went shopping at my favorite place, Mm. Gulls, and I was extremely triggered while I was in there (laughs) and carrying this bag to the podcast studio on the next episode i'm going to get you i'm going to pull it out pull things out and you're going to tell me why we shouldn't be consuming the stuff perfect all right <laughs>